The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, welcome to Past Yet Present. I'm Marilyn Kapp, spiritual medium and author of Love is Greater Than Pain. Those who passed share our need for love, understanding, and resolution. Together, we go from communication to collaboration. Hi there, and welcome back to Past Yet Present. So here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about playing and channeling in tandem. Invite a friend. We're not alone, as you know. If they're past yet present and you're talking to them, you can really bet on the fact that they're hearing you, wanting to communicate back. But it's, it's really a kind of a funny thing how that ha- can happen spontaneously. And we can come together with the intention of doing it together. When we put our collective energies together, the vibration can go right up. It's interesting if I channel for a family, sometimes the whole family being together, it's a different dynamic. If you have friends that have a shared interest, sometimes, you know, the adrenaline gets a little more pumped and it isn't even that you need to worry about that. You don't need to have stamina. You don't have to be working hard, but a shared intention. So we talked about the whole idea of rest in peace. Remember we talked about that, about how we ask that they rest in peace, but it's really what they want for us. And it, it's, it's such an interesting thing that we should even have that concept when it's what they desire for us and what the collaborative communication brings us. How did rest in peace come in? Well, we've been playing a lot around here. Um, for people who don't know me or haven't, haven't read the book, Um, Love is Greater Than Pain. Uh, My husband and I, Harry, have been married for 45 years. And the poor guy, well, poor guy, because, you know, he's married to me, whatever. But, you know, at any rate, I'm joking. It's, it's, he, he's been living with all of this, um, well, our whole life. I mean, we were kids, basically, when we met. And um, he's gotten pretty used to it. And he's gotten pretty expanded. And he's downloaded things. And I just watch with glee and wonder as I, I won't be able to see the forest for the trees and I'm busy channeling and he'll get the concept and say whatever it is when I'm like going in circles. And, you know, in terms of a couple, oh, I'm the big channeler and he's not. We all have access and I love the idea and it's relieving and humbling and all those wonderful things to know that our friends are capable and our loved ones are capable 
And even if they're not striving, trying to do it with us, it's happening. Because as you raise your vibration, it affects everybody around you. Now, some of us, uh, oh, I, I read for a woman the other day, and at the end I said, oh, and by the way, your friend gifted this to you. And she said, oh, that's really nice because she knows my husband would kill me if I did this. There are people who find it frightening. There are people who find it an affront for whatever reason they've been taught. Um, you know, people are where they are. And, and like in most manners, we, most matters, we don't have to limit our expansion, our abilities, because of the choices other people make. And you know what, to be quite honest, we don't have to judge those choices either. For many of us, unless you've come into this spontaneously, which, you know, for me, it's just been happening all the time, this channeling thing. But what, what I've observed is that for, for a lot of people, it doesn't come in until the need is there. And how we're wired and vibrationally and how open we are, it's such a personal thing. And we expand and the people around us are affected by it. Sometimes we might be frustrated when people around us, even loved ones, are not supportive. And, you know, it's like finding a new unbelievable, it's like discovering ice cream. Oh my God, this can change your life. And you can have, you know, we're still grieving, but knowing that they're okay, it's so big. And they can't take it in. And we so much want them to have ice cream because ice cream is so good. And basically the best way we can, you know, the whole thing about leading a horse to water if we live in our authenticity, if we live in our truth and we do what we're doing, rather than, oh, here comes Kitty, so I don't know if you hear him or her, there's three of them walking around here, they love this, so hopefully your animals are gathering and you're sitting and take a deep breath and relax. But here's the thing, here's the thing, all of us want, well, peace, all of us want to be able to rest comfortably, and the people around us who aren't in that place, sometimes it's fear, sometimes it's learned behavior. That's all okay. That's all just fine. If we can live in our own truth, if we can do that, then we're expanding and we're helping to teach them in ways that we might not even understand. We're gifting in ways that we might not even understand. So when you're living in your authenticity and you're expanding and you're taking responsibility to allow and receive and put out there knowing that your loved ones out there are receiving, even if you're not getting the responses you wish you could get or the way you would like to design them, relax in knowing that the interplay is happening and the people who say it's just not true, well, that's their reality. And you can respect the reality that they're in, but you don't have to live there. And again, the peace and love and feelings that you're getting that you so desperately want to share with them, if you stay within your authenticity and expand, believe me, it's contagious. It really is. So we're together a long time, and I don't know that Harry would be into this stuff, but he got pretty used to it. It's, it started off, there were a lot of incidents where um, and again, I was younger and still playing with it and didn't really know how to contain it. So I would pick up on thoughts. I used to be able to pick up on what he was getting um, for a present. One time he, he, I, I picked up, I could actually see it. And I actually bought the same gift just to fool around with him. And, and we kept both. They're kind of cute. But, and, and then he started 
working around me, he would, he would get a present. And this is so many years ago. And then he would get a smaller present and focus on it and focus on it. One day I shot up in bed and I said, oh my God, a Michael Frank CD. Remember Michael Frank's? He's really good if you like nice, sweet jazz stuff, you know, vocals. At any rate, and he just kind of laughed. And what I found out later was his plot and plan work. If somebody doesn't want you to pick up on something, you're not going to pick up on it. And so he figured out how to not have me. And again, I was not invasive or trying to dig anything out of his brain. But, you know, sometimes with our in-body people and our out-of-body people, those thoughts and intentions are out there. And it's so lovely to pick up on, on the best of them. It's like when the phone rings and you know your friend is, you know, calling to tell you good news or you get that kind of not so good feeling and you know your friend has something and oh, then they call. We're all tuned in that way. So if your loved ones here on the physical plane aren't that into it, that's okay. You're gifting them by being authentic, like we said. And then we have the people who are coming along with the ride. So Harry, well, you know, I, I've been working on books for a while, and I write longhand. And um, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Everyone's telling me to. Yeah. But I'm more comfortable writing longhand. So poor Harry, he has to type it. He doesn't have to. He volunteers to type it. And he types it over and over again with my chicken scratch. Look, why do they call it chicken scratch? Do chickens really? Well, I guess in the ground. At any rate, (laughs) here's what's so cute. They're being very funny out there. They're being very lighthearted. When they start choking like this, it's about the joy. It's about the lightness. It's about the expansion. And that's the gift to ourselves. And that's the gift to each other. So take a deep breath. Feel your shoulders relaxing. Feel your heart opening up. If it's comfy, put your hands so your palms up. And just breathe deeply. We clothe ourselves in a robe of light composed of the love, the power, and the wisdom of divine consciousness. We wear it not only for our own protection, but also so that those who see it or come in contact with it will be drawn to divine and healed. So here's what happened the other day. I'm sitting in my little writing chair and I'm, you know, writing (laughs) or pecking at my phone, taking notes as I'm wont to do. And Harry comes in and he just started commenting and it turned out it was very interesting. He had some great concepts and he started talking about it and he said, oh, I think I'm getting the wave. And that happened um, a few months ago when um, our, our friend who passed a couple months earlier I might have discussed this earlier and told you about it, but we were talking about, he, he, our friend was out of body, and a couple of weeks later, I could feel him, and he came to visit and say hello, and I went down the stairs to tell Harry, and Harry's standing there just with this sweet look of bliss, and he said, Bill's here. I feel him. I can feel him. So I, I, I also should put in, we had... Um, a bit of trauma in January, we had a car accident, and we both feel like we've been reset. This, this is a topic for another day. Um, I've been reset a few times through a head injury, and through cancer and chemo, and through some other traumatic events, and I, I believe that happens to us once in a while, that we grow and expand, and sometimes we pull in or have something happen. You know, Ellie Wiesel says there's no such thing as coincidence. I don't think we're looking to to hurt ourselves, but sometimes something will happen that bumps us into a reset. Sometimes that happens in the brain. And I, I know with me, I had um, 
a head injury over 30 years ago. And while the synapses had trouble, and um, like I've mentioned before, my favorite word is malaprop, because I remember once wanting to thank a friend for being so efficient in her helping me, and it came out, thank you for taking care of my fish. So the brain has all kinds of things going on in there, and hopefully we can laugh as we watch it go skipping down the pathway without us sometimes. But it feels as if with this accident that Harry and I had in January, we both know that we've been reset and somewhat expanded. So the other day, we were sitting and, and you know, I, I, I was commenting on some of the things I was downloading, some concepts for, you know, maybe the podcast, maybe the book I'm working on. And Harry just starts spouting off. And he he stood there with that same look and... I could feel he was listening, he was expanding, his body just looked different to me. His arms were kind of straight by his side, and he said, I'm getting the wave, I'm getting the wave. It's that tingling feeling, the goosebumps, that wave we get, and sometimes we get it for other reasons, sometimes we get it for emotion, but you know what? Downloading and hearing our out-of-body loved ones and channeling from guides is a very sweet emotion, so we'll get those goosebumps in that same way. I refer to it as the wave. And Harry started talking about the concept of rest in peace and what it means. And in our prior podcast, we talked about the concept of rest in peace. Of course, I'm channeling while we're doing the podcast. I'm staying present. I'm conversational. But it's it's channeling. It's not trans-channeling. Me, Marilyn, I'm very present. And I'm following as best I can. Sometimes I, I'm thinking they're going in a certain direction, and then they veer off in another direction. And I think what I what I discussed last week, too, is sometimes they'll just stop and regroup because we're in real time. As I'm talking to you now, of course, it's recorded. But as we're doing it, this is a fun thing, it's in real time, and they'll stop me because they're changing what they want me to say based on the needs of the listeners who haven't listened yet. What does that tell you about time? Great fun, huh? It's really fun when you start thinking about the concepts that we think are so set in stone. Well, (laughs) what is stone actually? Stone is porous too, right? It's really fun when you start playing with all of this stuff. So conceptually, we just want to expand and we just want to have fun And there's Harry standing there channeling. And I found that I was writing as fast as I can. And um, in this accident, again, I like to write longhand, and I hurt my hand. And it's been a lot of physical therapy to get the use of my hand back. And I think that, not that I want pain and suffering, but I, I just kind of looked up and said, huh, I guess I'm not supposed to be writing now. I'm supposed to be talking a lot. And well, here we are with the podcast that came right in, you know, so God directs us, divine directs us, collaborates with us, let's say, let's put it that way. And um, so I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm able to write a little bit more than my name these days. And, and I can take a few notes. And there's Harry downloading this whole concept about rest and peace, where It's our out-of-body loved ones who are trying to get through to us, to give us, help us go to that place so that they can achieve it. They are contingent on us. And we don't need to feel guilty, like we talked about before, about grieving. They want us to grieve to let go of it. But they don't want us stuck, and they want us to expand, and they want us to have joy. 
and they want us to be able to rest and not feel like everything was our fault or or our responsibility. So many parents I channel for, their child might not have even been with them when it happened, but they feel I should have known, I should have seen, I should have... And, and once in a while, you know, one mom told me that after her son went out of body, she looked up and said, oh, I didn't know you were planning to stay for such a short time. I understand this is what, what maybe what you planned and what you are, what your, you, you, what your soul contract is, was, and whether or not that's true, I'm going to support you and just be here for you and talk to you every day. That makes a whole big difference, you know? So we're not in charge of everything. We're not in control of everything. But allowing ourselves to soften and open. And I found that I was writing as fast as I could, which these days it isn't that fast. But I noticed something. I was writing things as Harry was talking. I started writing things before they came out of his mouth. And I believe that he was picking it up probably faster than I was. But I was downloaded with this so that I could prove to Harry as an affirmation that that's what was happening for him. So many times I channel for people and they talk about the conversations. In fact, last episode we talked about this whole concept of resting in peace. And we talked about a mom who basically was, was hearing, was knowing and was downloading. Sometimes we're not fully aware of what's actually going on. So here I was going along and channeling just now, and it stopped. That happens sometimes. I'm used to it. Of course, you know, it's, it's not coming out of my head. It's being channeled in. And I realized the last sentence was they, they finished the sentence, but they were veering off in another direction. I wasn't sure what direction. So as, as they veered off, I waved to stop the recording because I'm very lucky in that my husband is sitting here helping with this and our fabulous technician who is, well, you'll, you'll get to know him too. His name is Hector. And um, his wife is Mary Beth, who edited um, the first book, which isn't the book that came out because that was the second book. There's a long story there. But um, so the support is there that I can just close my eyes and wave like, you know, and, and I was just commenting today how important it is to delegate because I used to think that, well, I, I was the channeler, but I needed to do this, this and this. And um, if we relax and we allow ourselves to heal and hear, isn't that enough? And here's how it works. I thought I was going to say here, but they said heal first because we're healing with the intention, whether we hear or not. They want me to repeat that. We're healing as we hear our intention inside us, whether we hear or not. It isn't contingent on the results of our expansion as measured by our brain. The soul knows what's going on and paces things beautifully. So here, here's what's interesting. They stopped me because they wanted to go in another direction. So we stopped the recording. And I said, okay, this is in real time. I, let, let me listen to what it is they want me to say. And I looked at my husband and he said, I'm getting the wave. I'm getting goosebumps. I'm downloading now as you're channeling. Doesn't mean he's channeling, you know, content, words to say. Maybe, maybe not. 
Is he downloading energy? Is he just feeling that opening? There, there is no just. I, I believe they're asking me and they're saying yes, that we're discussing this about Harry picking it up and what's happening for him even right at this moment while we're recording. Because it is so easy for us to look at how we do things and evaluate our progress with our mind. We are taught to do it in school. We're taught to do it in sports. When we're singing and dancing and acting, we're taught to use our minds. You know, I, I was, a, well, I'd like to say, I think I still am. I, I love tap dancing and I got to do it quite a bit. And for me, it wasn't about thinking. It was about playing music because then it's energy. If you play music, if you're a tap dancer, or there's something else you want to do, if you want to do it strictly by the rhythm and the joy, I can't say that I always looked like I was doing the right thing, but I get the song down. I think that's a sweet way to look at it. It's kind of like turning the hourglass upside down and having it go in the other direction. And I think we all do it in, in myriad ways. And it's pretty exciting when we stop and relax and think about it. So I was told to stop and acknowledge that right, right now, in real time, Harry is downloading along with me as he sits here. Right now, in real time, and we talked about the concept of time last time, I realized that as we're recording these, I'll feel spirit, souls, a whole grouping come up behind me, surrounding me, usually on the right-hand side, whispering in my ear, pushing each other forward, and what, what they want to say. There are a lot of things that are coming through in these podcasts that are specific for other people, but hopefully will heal others with the truth of the concept. I realized after recording the last one, which was about rest in peace, and they're laughing and saying, because, you know, we're asking them to do that when we can't rest and we are in pieces, and all our loved ones out there want to do is help us rest and have peace. I realized that there were a whole bunch of out-of-body loved ones hanging out and listening, not just the ones who are channeling through. In other words, sometimes we participate in different ways. Sometimes I'm just sitting back and writing down what Harry's channeling. Well, that's really different. It's a pretty big thing around our house right now. And yet, it just feels natural and fine. And it's kind of like breathing because we breathe and we don't think about it. When we're little, we dance. We don't think about it. We're not embarrassed by it. We don't inhibit it. We sing. And we don't stop ourselves unless somebody says, sit down. Children to be, to be seen and not heard. I'm old. I hope they're not doing that crap anymore. But you know how that stuff happens. How beautiful to just allow, just to play and to hear and to feel. Maybe to download. You know what they're telling me to tell you? You're downloading, whether you know it or not, right now, right here. And what they're saying now in real time connects with you at whatever time you're listening because this is an energetic exchange. And it happens with many media, media concepts and music. You put on music, you feel your vibration change. I think I've commented before that one time Harry and I were driving and John Lennon was on, and I said, I just pondered, I wonder if they come in and listen and connect with people when they're listening. Of course, how many millions of people are listening, you know? 
And I got a flash. And I felt a certain energy, and I had heard, yes, indeed, we like to do that sometimes, and then boom, he's gone. What fun! What fun! It's a far cry when it happens spontaneously. I love when it happens spontaneously. Many years ago, um, I was offered a job by a, a, at a hotel, one of one of the ones that's supposedly haunted in Hollywood, and can you channel this one and that one died there? And it's like, no, 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 no if they want to come in spontaneously. And I, I do think there's a place for that, and it's kind of fun. And, you know, I, I'm not disparaging the ways that we experiment to play with the things that we don't know and want to learn about. No, not at all. But um, it wasn't something I felt I could comfortably do because basically, I, I, I laugh, I, I'm working for them. I'm working for, you know, it, it's, it's, you're working for divine consciousness. You're, you're working for the all. And boy, do I get gifts from it. But it's very, very humbling. And I'm always amazed. And I'm always humbled. And we all have that going on. So I'm watching Harry. And I've, I've felt this. And it isn't, I never take channeling for granted. But I can't imagine life without it. And it isn't that I do it all the time. But you know what? You have intuition. You can't imagine life without it. No, you can't. And you can sit and recall probably many, many times that intuition came in. And you know what else? I bet you can't recall the many, many, many times your intuition and your inner guidance and your outer guidance that's connected to higher source has been there for you. And you know what's beautiful about that? <laughs> it's happening even when you're not conscious about it. How I love hearing, don't forget, I'm just the witness, not just. I, I'm so honored to be allowed. But as I witness healing and a soul comes in and, and says, you've been channeling on me all along. You asked me this about your son and I said that and then you put him in here and with this school and that class and you did it and you know it was collaboration. And, and they're just like, oh my God, that's right. We don't have to be conscious of it for it to be happening all along. So Harry and I are married over, over 45 years. You'd think he'd be, you know, so used to this. And you know what he is? Because I've seen that he's been downloading all along. And when I'm like on the hamster wheel of getting stuck in my brain because I channel something, but then I want to stop and understand it in my brain, he says whatever it is that will cut me loose from it. He says whatever the download is that's next. And he's been doing it forever. But watching him come to consciousness with it on yet another level and laughing and going, oh my God, I feel them. And then dictating it. What fun. This isn't about, you know, it's, it's so interesting because when somebody transitions that we love, God, those are the heaviest times of our life, vibrationally. Grief is so heavy. But channeling, channeling is the highest vibration. And you know it's true because you channel it when you dance, when you sing, when you write, when you're spinning as a little kid until you get dizzy and fall down, when you're playing in nature with the, with the seeds and the plants, even when you're and here's a fun word. They want to say this. They don't like the word dead out there. When you're deadheading the plants, you're taking off the part you don't need already so the plant can thrive. When you allow the grief and you let it dissipate, our souls thrive. So there's Harry downloading. And I'm writing as quickly as I can, which isn't quick. 
and I'm writing it before he even says it because they're downloading that he is indeed getting it before me. But here's the affirmation. Here's the affirmation. And you know, he's, we've been hanging out a long time. I think he's a great example of how we're in it, how we're in it. Um, many years ago, um, about 25 years ago or so, I channeled for a couple that came in and their son was out of body. And the man, the, the man had, you know, he said, I'm only here for her. I'm only here for her. And she said, yep, he's humoring me. He didn't want to come at all. But he was there. And you could tell that he really cared about where his wife was in her grieving and totally not thinking about himself where he is. And he's just there for support. That son came in, and boy, did he talk. He talked to that dad first. He's right here, and he wants me to tell you the details, because, you know, I, of course, will not remember it. He told him how he holds it in, and he waits until he gets to work, and then he paces, and he talks and cries. So he says, you can't say you're only here for mom. You're here because you talk to me, and if you didn't know I was with you, you wouldn't be talking to me, right? And the guy turned kind of like his jaw dropped and he's just like and then the son went on to say you remember when you came in the room and you said you just wanted to be alone before they closed the casket here's what you put in and he told him and his jaw dropped further and he sobbed with relief and he looked at his wife like like a child no, newly open to going out to play in the sunlight and the wife is nodding sagely, not in an I told you to, so, or, or not in an I told you kind of way. But she was doing it just with such relief and joy that he was opening up. And then the son talked on about all kinds of things going on and about the relatives out there and all the things that he wanted to talk about and about his siblings. He had to, and he has to, he still does. And... um when we got up and we were ready to leave, the father said, may I hug you? And of course, I'm delighted. That's one of the side benefits that I get, even though, you know, the relatives and God are doing the heavy lifting here, but I get a hug and I love that. And then he looked me in the eye and said, I really don't know about all this. And I was shocked. And the wife caught my eye. And I think she was really I realize now I thought, oh my God, this poor woman, this poor man. But I think now the son is saying, telling me right now that in, oh, oh, okay, I'm hearing some new information. Um, in her wisdom, the mom did not get upset with the dad. She understood and basically knew he was cracked open, that he would further crack open. And that since he basically responded that way energetically that it was open even if his mind had a knee-jerk reaction and he negated it in that moment when he's leaving our brains like to keep us safe our brains like to keep us in places where we won't have angst our brains are looking to protect us but once in a while how that brain has been designed oh it's magnificent but then how it's been directed? Well, sometimes it's directed with limitation. The people around us, as the years go by, might feel fear, and they might not have gotten the responses that could have opened them up. 
And maybe they're resistant. And isn't that the case with so many? And even with ourselves sometimes, aren't we resistant? So this young man, he was, you know, um, a teenager, I believe, older teenager when he went out of body. Yes, he says. He wants to say that even though his dad pulled back in that moment, you know, that's when I realized at that session, I know I'm jumping around, but they just said something so important. At the beginning of every session, I do the mantra that I do with, with all of us together in body and out of body. And usually I'll add, help me to accept what does come in, help me to accept what does not come in. Because they are not allowed and nor do they want to steal our growth. They like to give affirmations to reassure us that we are expanding and learning and they're here to push us and direct us and help us. But the big eureka moments, and I love when I'm channeling and so much of it is affirmation and the person is astounded to know what they already know, what they're already doing. Oh, it's just so magnificent. So he wants to say that even though in that moment, it was quite a learning curve for me to understand and realize that I personally could not have attachment to his reaction. The son did what he wanted to do, and I did what the son wanted to do, and it had to feel good, and that's it, even though it feels, you know, I, I wished for him <laughs> more resting and more peace. So I'm told now by the son that it made a big difference and it took a couple of years and that the father is now out of body with him. I, I did not know that until just now. And the father wants to say it was like hearing from his son again in that day. It was, it was such relief in his heart, but it felt like a punch in the stomach. It all came back like the day it happened. He's saying now, he wants to say, we humans are complicated and our brains do protect us like, like you're channeling in. But for me, it was so raw. I was crying while you were channeling, which I do recall seeing him do. He says, I was relieved and I felt him. But it was so real to me that I, it's almost like I felt him in my arms. And I couldn't deal with the idea that, that I, I would come out of it and then not. So I didn't push him away. I pushed away what felt to me at the time and I didn't recognize it as the tease. Oh, I have him, he's here, I feel it, I feel it. But I'm gonna walk out the door and it's gonna be the same as when I walked in. Well, it actually isn't the same because the kid was very different when they walked out the door. This isn't the dad channeling in, this is the son. He says, my dad was very different walking out the door because he understood and remembered how souls work and what we do. So every day was different after that, even as his brain needed to protect him from the pain, because the pain was too much from him at that point. In other words, the joy was so great, but the presence was so real that he couldn't deal with walking away without that physical presence. And I have to say, I understand that. And I feel like I'm learning along with you right now and, um, and, and understanding that because what I've come to realize a few years ago, you know, I channel for a lot of parents whose children are out of body. And um, I've come to understand that children just about always, just about always know exactly what to say to make their parents laugh, 
exactly what to say. To, do you feel me with you now? Do you feel that peace now? Do you know I'm here? Because they will talk about not just what happened before they went out of body. They'll talk about all the details up until now after they went out of body. And as a matter of fact, when Harry was channeling the other day, he talked about that. That it isn't even the content. Of course, the content is important. But really, isn't the content just some frosting for the fact that your loved one is with you in real time, supporting you and loving you? Isn't that the proof? Isn't that, you know, you see, the fact that this young man, and let's go back to him and let him come in now, he said, I told my dad what he did because I was there with him. So he would know that I survived the physical transition. But then I told him what he sees, what he does in his office. And some of the words that he says to me, I'm taking responsibility to deliver the goods. And I understand the dad's laughing. And he says, he just turned to his son and he said, I'm so sorry. But the son says, you, there's no need to be sorry. See, we're channeling a conversation we're having with each other to share with you, to share with all of us and with me as well. The son says he understands where he is in the grief and that he took in as much as he could. But in the human body at that moment, it was too much. It was too intense. And he felt in his body the punch in the gut, the heart splitting in two, and the crumpling that he felt as he stood and tucked things into the coffin. So that came back because his son talked about it. And you know what? The father wants to say it was very important, even at that time, that he felt that again because he recognized how much grief he was still carrying with him from that moment. He hadn't exhaled even from that moment. And the son was helping him to exhale, to be peaceful, to have rest, to know. And he was so used to it, the mind was so used to it, that he could only take in so much, but you know what? His soul heard, even if his brain needs to be defensive and protect him from the pain, his soul heard. And he wants to tell you that he knows now that his son wasn't mad at him and his son understood. And he went at his own pace. But this opening up, when he came out to his son, his son said, my dad was ready. He, it turns out, they're talking about he had illness. He didn't rush out. There was another sibling. There, he wanted to be here. He wanted to stay. There were other things going on. He wanted to be here. He loves the mom and wants to be here to help support her. And the son says eventually he learned how to converse in his mom's language. And I hear the guides laughing out there because Harry and I have been together, like I said, like, you know, <laughs> just in this lifetime you know, almost 50 years, you know, from when we met. And um, I'm, I'm sure, and, and I've channeled in and others have for us, that it's not our first rodeo. But sometimes the beauty of remembering, sometimes, you know, he's been here all along, and oh boy, I'm the big channeler. <laughs> he's been downloading all along. We, we call him the wrangler. Because when, when I channel, I often, like I said, can't see the forest for the trees. And then, of course, I stumble about on the physical plane because I might know 
a little bit of what I'm doing out here, but I know far less about the earth plane and how to maneuver on it. And he's been downloading that. Think about, this is an invitation for you. We have people in our lives that are hungry for it. But even more so, we have people in our lives that we're hungry to hear their truth. And maybe they're not used to spouting out about it. Harry didn't grow up talking about emotion. He had a very different, different kind of childhood. We'll talk about that sometime. But emotion was not the language, but like everyone else, energy, of course, is. And now, even though, this, it's interesting, I, I never, I, I tried to learn some other languages, and I was never quite interested in it. And you know what, to be quite honest, I love Scrabble. It's the only place I'm, I'm competitive, and I, I think it's great fun. And words are fun. The thing is, words can't really express the download. Words are a tool, and we, we work with energy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So here we are, we're expanding, we're learning, and all of us who are on this journey, it's, you know, you already know, usually for a lot of of people, like I said, grief is the trigger, but there are pockets of joy. I, I think this is the place where I should tell you that, you know, like I said, kids always know how to make their parents laugh. For me, channeling is joyful. It is so joyful, to be honest, regardless of the content. Well, the content is still pretty, pretty important, but it's still joyful because it's higher vibration. When I go out and play or stay in body and just expand and play up in the ether out there or with the guides, you know, I stay here and it's like a connection. It's like meeting in the in-between. Sometimes we go out and fly around. Sometimes we just meet in the in-between. They come Lower their vibration, we raise ours. Sometimes it's when we're sleeping. Sometimes it's like we're awake when we're awake. And you can tell the words are stumbly because this is about energy. It's not about words, but it's the tools we have. Did you know that while I'm channeling words, they're channeling energy? Take a deep breath. They're helping you right now in real time. Guides are surrounding you because when you listen to this and many other things, you're dialing in. When you go to whatever art performance that you love, you're dialing into that high vibration and absorbing it. And if you're the one doing it, well, you know the joyous feeling. And when when the dancer, when the singer, when whoever is performing is out there, the lecturer, the storyteller, 
when the audience starts connecting and going on that ride, we all feel it. So I'm on that ride when I channel, even if it's grievous and sad, some of the circumstances, yes, I feel it. I'm behind feeling it. But what I've come to understand is that I channel and stay in the joy of it, and then I cry on my own time because I am very well aware that when somebody hangs up or they leave my office, I've had too many people sit there and say, please, can I just sit here a while? Don't make me walk out. And that's when I start crying too, because I understand the physical attachment we have, the trans, trans, transference we have. I'm also aware that sometimes people will transfer with me, you know, especially if it's a younger person and I'm channeling a parent. It's so easy to transfer it. And, you know, and I feel that and I'm honored by it. And I hope my energy is gift enough for the sweetness that I'm channeling through. I'm getting emotional as I even say this. That's the intention. But believe me when I say that I'm human too. And somebody walks out and I'll watch out the window of my office when they get in their car and I'll cry because their kid is sitting there and talking to them and I know it's better. Their kid made it better than when they walked in. I know it's better. But still I cry because, you know, we know what we want and we wish we could hug. So as we raise that vibration, think about how we could do it together even if it doesn't look like somebody is going on the same ride at the same time, their need might be fine. I, I'm told to, to give you an analogy. If you've been to the theme parks and we're a kind of theme park family, we're kind of into Universal and, you know, going to all these places. And, you know, so when you go on the ride, I remember when the kids were little, one of our kids was terrified to go on a ride. And I had been on it before, and I, I said, you know, if you don't want to, you don't have to. But I, I kept reassuring, I really think you'll like it. And he was nervous about it, and he kind of quetched about it. And uh, and I thought, my God, people are going to think that we're just this, I'm a horrible person for pushing him. And I said, you know, you don't have to do this. But he really wanted to. First things out of his mouth after, can we do it again? Could we do it again? I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. And he'll still talk about it now. We're not comfortable pushing people into places where they're not comfortable. But sometimes you have a gift and they might not know that they want the gift or need the gift. And you know what? We don't want to be arrogant either. We don't want to push people. But when it comes to channeling and knowing, what I can comfortably say to you is the truth because I'm hearing them. The truth that love continues the truth that they really, I love the name. You know who came up with the name for this podcast? Boy, we bounce things around for weeks. I'm going to cry. You know who came up with it? Harry did. Surprised? I'm not. I'm not. And then we tweaked it a little bit. You know who helped tweak it? You know, right now, right here, our, our technician and dear, dear friend Hector is listening. And his wife who was here just a little while ago, but left to go to a celebration of life for somebody she loves and they love. She downloads. She gets it. I forgot how the sentence even started. But when you're sharing and when you're expanding, I guess, you know, one thing, oh, they're telling you, you see, I am trying to stay on track with the channeling so that it makes logical sense. And they just stop me cold. 
And very often they'll have me weave my hand to stop the recording because they're regrouping, like I've said. Now they're showing you that I can stop mid-sentence and not know what the hell's going on. Say, wait, what, 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 where were we? It doesn't matter where we are. It matters what they're doing. They just stopped me because this might happen for you. You might feel like you're getting a download and all of a sudden the, the brain gets in. What was, what, 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 let me follow that. I do that too. I do that because, you know, some people trans-channel. They're, they go dormant inside in terms of their consciousness, so the other entity talks. I don't do that. I stay present. So I'm hearing them. I'm translating. Oh, here's the other kicker that I started a sentence before. This is kind of funny. So I talked about how I tried to learn a few other languages. I'm not very good at it. I learned how to say, please and thank you, and I speak a little of this in another language, and of course, then I clam up, and I, I think it's oh so impressive, ha ha. Harry speaks a lot of languages. I don't know if he remembers them. He was one of those lucky guys who went to Boston Latin, and um, <laughs> he was five years of, of learning Latin and reading the classics and fluent in German because his first language, other than energy, of course, was Yiddish, not English. So he, he's very comfortable with a lot of different languages. And it's fascinating to me how he downloads now, how he does that, because we're both doing it in a different way. So his learning languages and my not doing it because my languaging is more of the energy type, we're both doing whatever it is we need to know to download. And have we been at different vibrational places where I'm downloading and he's not? Let me tell you something. We had plenty of conversations around, we're together how many, 48, 49 years? I, I remember at the you know, when I started to really have some of this gel as opposed to, you know, when I, when I was more open with it, when I was more daring, I guess, to allow and to share, I remember having conversations where he was afraid that he would, in quote, <laughs> how ridiculous, outgrow me because I could do something that he wasn't doing. Well, hearty har har, the people who we look at and think, wow, I really wish they got it and they can go on the ride. You know, they go on the ride when they're ready, but you know what? That's our concept. They're riding along just fine. So for me, it could be why, you know, Mr. Toad's wild ride, and it's so dramatic, and other people can be going along looking like it's, it's completely different than what you perceive. It doesn't mean they're on the ride. And not, ha, 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 ha. I thought they were going to say not, but they say, they changed it up. You see, they're actually having me malaprop for you. My own mind is trying to hang on and repeat the sentences, and they're changing it up to show you that it's in real time. So here's the thing. Harry and I and our brains must have been worried about, wow, who's ahead? Who's doing that? What if, oh, what if he can't? And what if I, you know, I want to hang out with other people who channel and... Really, really, we're all expanding. If we're coming together and we have soul energy that we share, there's a reason. If somebody is trying to bang you back into a place that's confined and not expanded, that's something you really have to seriously look at on the earth plane and think about. But usually, you know, when somebody does that, even when they're doing it blatantly, it's their fear. 
And they might even be thinking that the intention is good. You know how many people tell me that they've been told by relatives and professionals, well, professionals might, might, might be learning not to say these things, your person is better off, and it's time to, you know. Look, we all know a lot of people want to help, and the road to hell is paved with good intentions. We all know that. We're all expanding at our own pace. We're all doing what we need to do. And when somebody kind of tries to push you back, it's their own fear, usually covering up, covering up their own desire for more communication with that same loved one and the fear that they cannot have it. They might even be worried about you, that you'll be disappointed as you walk down that path. But you know that path is real. And so today... The guides out there, it's all about issuing an invitation because the brain might make up all kinds of stories. Ah, are you saved by the bell? We're really, I'm letting the phone ring. And it's really funny. Another thing we've been doing, the times that we pause, we look at the time. And of course, they're synchronized numbers because the guides are running this. We aren't so many ways that they show us that, that they're in charge. We're not. So here's what they'd like to ask of us. Even if your loved ones have not been able to join you, even if your loved ones are unable to, to support you, how can they support that that they don't have? Well, sometimes people can. I support you in your journey even though I don't see it. But sometimes people are protective. There's so many emotions. And like this man who heard and felt it at the moment that his son was talking, two hours later, he felt he needed to shut down until he could integrate it. He just said to tell you that sometimes we have to remember what a very wise, wise, wise man said, forgive them, they know not what they do. And his son did. His son knew that he was completely open and hearing it. And then he knew he had to take a step back to make himself comfortable enough in the physical body to be able to converse and, and walk out the door and drive a car. But it was in there. So everything you share with your loved ones, <laughs> whether they want it or not, you don't have to be smug and you don't have to shove it down their throat and they have their process, but you know what? When you share your truth, even if they can't hear it, it isn't about being right it's about taking a breath and allowing and sharing and loving and resting and knowing that we have peace, knowing that. So wherever you are in that journey, invite them in whether they want the invitation or not. Give yourself peace to invite them in and I think you might be surprised, not just at how they shift, but at how you feel, because you never have to limit your expansion because of anyone else. And you never have to limit your own expansion like this man is saying to you now, because your own belief system is saying, what? And he said he got over that in the next few months and in the years that followed before he transitioned out of body, he shifted and he integrated it. And he says his wife was very patient with him. And his son wants to tell you it wasn't because he was stubborn and it wasn't, 
it was just too much. So have patience with yourself. Have patience with your loved ones on the physical plane. And they're asking me to tell you to please have patience with your loved ones out of body because they are learning how to do it with you. And if you're not picking up what they're getting, they're learning a new language or relearning that new language energetically too for your dreams, for the signs. But one thing they know how to do without practice is to wrap around you with love. Take a breath and feel that. Don't try to do anything else. Just feel that. Let it emanate. Dear divine and everyone around us, let the light surround me. Let it fill me. Let it emanate from me. And let it reflect back to you and to divine consciousness with the realization that we are divine consciousness. Yes, we are. So take a breath and know that those who are past are present and loving us and inviting everyone. You see, part of the mantra I do before a session is, please God, guides, people who are here for God's healing both in body and out of body, animals, ascended masters, I throw in a few avatars here and there. Whoever it feels right, you can include your relatives. And you can ask, as I do, or in how, whatever manner feels right for you, in whatever manner feels right for you, invite them in, expand, and allow. Man, we're saved by the bell again. You know, it's really interesting. I, I want to share something that was just happening in the last five minutes. I thought we were going to have the most spiritual, sweet segue out, and it almost happened. And then the phone rang a few minutes ago, and Harry went, and I could hear him chatting in the other room. And yeah, he's totally tuned in, but sometimes he's a little tuned out, and he's yakking away in the other room, and I can hear him. I don't know if the mic picked it up. Probably not. And then the phone rang again, and I got a tap on the shoulder, and I heard you leave that phone ringing. And you thank Harry for what he did just now, because he did something really important. He channeled something really important, and my knee-jerk reaction was, I'm weaving from where I'm recording, like, stop, stop. And they're laughing out there. You know what he did? He caused a distraction, because we all have them. Right now, he's rustling some paper, and I'm going to wave at him again. Here's the deal. They're channeling in that we have distractions, and aren't they magnificent? I'm going to thank them for doing that rather than getting grouchy about it, because you know why? It was part of what we wanted today. It's the segue to we live on the earth plane. So if you're doing this and you hear a baby cry, feel the joy at that sweet noise. If you're doing this and you hear a siren outside, hear it. Let your body react to whatever it tells you. And it's probably for a stranger. But send out some energy and some healing to whoever needs it and to the people helping. Just send it out. Because you know what? It does make a difference. I hear about that all the time. Distraction is very, very, very important. 
it's important because we came to the earth plane to be distracted with the earth. And that's what we came for, to move forward, put our best foot forward and learn. We remember that we're all connected and that there's no physical death and that life is continuous. And we come back to our truth, we hope, regardless of what we taught. And especially, my goodness, if we're taught that's not the truth, how glorious to come back to it and really help our family before us and after us to remember or re-remember that truth, even if parents taught us that it wasn't true. How important these distractions are it's what we came here to do. So while you're channeling, while you're doing it, I'm enjoying and loving these distractions because they're teaching us that we're human. And, and someone could come in and say, what are you listening to that for? And, and so-and-so, he's not there with you, but you know they are. Don't limit yourself. And look at the gifts of the distraction. They are gifts. They are gifts. And look at the timing of the distractions. Those are gifts too. Look at the time sometimes. Notice the synchronicity in numbers. Sometimes just notice that time has gone by and it feels like a couple of minutes. Do you know what I'm told to do at the end of sessions? Ask, if you haven't looked at the clock yet, how much time do you think went by? I'm told to do it now. Usually somebody will feel like it's 10, 20 minutes and it's an hour and a half. For you, if you were engaged, even with distraction, how many minutes do you think went by? You might be, be delighted to realize that it, they were less minutes than the minutes you sat here listening. That's fun. And you know, you can do it just when you're playing music, all of those times where time stands still. How does it stand still? We integrate. It's when that great expansion happens and we download. When you hear the piece of music and time stands still, take a breath, feel that feeling, and now feel your loved ones around you. And when you're not listening to a podcast and when you're not thinking about it and you're not directing yourself, notice how it comes in any way amid the distractions, amid the joy of day-to-day -day life because it's all about the integration. That's why we're here. As people who are past yet present help us to recognize that there are so many ways to expand and the hiccups are sometimes the best ways and they can teach us too. Until next time. Thank you for sharing this energy and space. Together we collaborate, raising the vibration for all. I'm Marilyn Cap, author of Love is Greater Than Pain, and you can find me at marilyncap.com. Remember, the healing continues with those who are past yet present. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. 
Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.